0: everyone and welcome to screams after midnight i am peter and joining me as always is tim mm,
1: candy man
0: <laughs> that's some good candy <laughs> man <laughs> there you go for yeah, so this is a horror movie podcast we talk about horror films we get together we've watched the movie we sit down and we discuss the damn thing that's what we do uh, this episode is going to be a, a sequel movie. Uh, we did the original Candyman a few months ago, and we were going to originally do the three of them pretty close together because we were expecting the new one to be out pretty much about now. It was, it was scheduled for June. It was,
1: yeah, I believe this... Uh, I mean, I'm not sure when it will come out, but the weekend we were recording this, I think, was the weekend it was supposed to come Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Uh, so...
0: But obviously it got pushed because of everything around the world so we could sort of take our time a little bit. So we're just getting to the second one now. This is Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh because even in the 90s they started to be scared of numbers. So, (laughs) yes. Farewell to the Flesh. So uh, I actually had seen this before. I've not seen the third one. I know I've definitely not seen the third one. But there was a couple of scenes in this as I was watching it that I vaguely remembered. I'm like, okay, I have seen this. I forgot almost all of it. But I, I did technically see this at some point.
1: Yeah, uh, me too. I actually I might have seen this before the first one because I feel like uh, this is something um, I would have rented with like my brothers or my cousins uh, in the '90s that we would have watched. Because um, there's a few parts of it uh, that are like super familiar mm-hmm. uh, to me, and then yeah, like you said, a lot of it uh, you know forgot. But uh, yeah, there's a few parts that stick out.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's it's kind of scary going into this one because. I feel like the first Candyman's this 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 rich you know subtext of a film with all these all these racial themes and it's you know, it's dealing with a lot of subjects that should not be treated in a schlocky manner and I think there's a yeah. worry get into a sequel of a horror movie in the nineties that I don't know if a sequel nineties horror movie <laughs> is the place to be tackling <laughs> like you yeah. know the 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 history of of. Uh, slavery in america like I, I don't know if that's where <laughs> that should be tackled necessarily sure. so yeah. uh but interesting to get into it um not, none of the the main characters uh there's like one minor character who comes back from the first one mm-hmm. who's in the opening couple of scenes uh the, the you know the doctor dishbag doctor who sort of like tells virginia madsen in the first film about Candyman. Yeah. he's i've been studying him um he comes back for he's done like a lecture and he's booked two at the start but mm-hmm. Uh, that is. This, it's set in New Orleans this time, and it's set around uh, Mardi Gras, which is set, kind of going on throughout the whole time. Which and apparently, what was it? It says at the start, because there's a narrator throughout this, who's who's got this uh New Orleans voice. Uh, yeah. he says that farewell to the Flesh is actually what is it? What carnival means? Carnival. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's how they justify it. the third one's called Day of the Dead. Is is that actually based around uh Dia de los Muertos? Is is that like?
1: <laughs> uh, have you seen it? <laughs> I I have. I actually I I did like a rewatch like not too long ago, like maybe just last year. Um, oh boy, that the the third one is uh it's gonna be a ride. Uh, I I don't remember like too many details about it other than uh, yikes.
0: <laughs> but you don't remember so... if it was based around or involving uh, that holiday?
1: Uh, not not like specifically. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just wondering
0: because because this one's obviously a bit based around Mardi Gras. I, just, I, I wonder. I was wondering yeah. if there was going to be some weird, uh, like this is the holiday themed trilogy for some reason. <laughs> uh, even though the first holiday that comes to me when you think candy is obviously Halloween. Uh, but you know mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, well, Star spoiler free, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go at the spoilers. This came out in 1995, uh, three years, I believe, after the first one. And is directed by Bill Condon. I actually recognize that name. I'm going to click on him and see what else he's done.
1: Uh, he's a Twilight guy, <laughs> is he? Oh, yes. <gasps> he, <is! laughs> he
0: did Breaking Dawn one and two. <laughs>
1: oh god. Yeah, I did the same thing you did. Uh, yeah, yesterday because uh, I was like, this name sounds familiar, and then I looked it up, and I was like, not too happy <laughs> with the results.
0: I I uh. What? This is, this is a hell of a career. He did Candyman, Through Out of the Flesh, and then did a movie called Gods and Monsters, which mm-hmm. has, like, Ian McKellen in it. Uh, and I believe then, it's
1: uh, related to Frankenstein. In some way. Uh,
0: and then he did Kinsey, which I've never seen, but I always remember the front cover, Liam Neeson, like, leading on the name. Um, I think it's okay. I've never seen it. Uh, yeah. And then he basically goes all the way to Twilight, Breaking Dawn, part <laughs> one and two. What a career. What a weird career this man's had. <clears throat> yeah. So... Yeah, so basically it's about, because uh, cause I, I was being kind of a dick as I was watching this, because I watched this on stream, and mm-hmm. I basically just kind of tried to predict what the big reveal in this movie was going to be, and I, I guessed it pretty much accurately uh, very early <laughs> on, but yeah. we're, we're introduced to our main character, uh, whose name is Annie, uh, and if I should remember that, because I was doing a yoki Aoki, yoki Annie, like, all movie along. Uh. <laughs> uh, but she she uh, is a teacher and she works with a lot of the kids and uh, in, in you know in the area and they all believe in Candyman. The legend of Candyman is spread you know throughout the country and she tries to prove to her kids that there's there's no such thing. It's not real. So she says Candyman five times in front of the mirror and of course Candyman starts appearing to her. Unlike other people though, where he just shows up and kills them. Because this that, is the first thing I'd probably say about this movie is it was definitely a lot more of Candyman just killing people. Uh, they definitely yep. wanted more of a slasher movie kind of feel to a lot of his appearances. But uh, yeah, so it's about her kind of investigating why he's so interested in her and kind of got into the history because that that's, tries to do more of the origin of Candyman because it, this is actually the the, the city that he's <coughs> from. This is this is where his character's from. So mm. it goes into a lot of uh, his history and there's a lot of research into the past and, and so on and so on. So um, I, I, I mean it kind of does justify it in a sense with what it reveals about stuff later on but mm. I, I did think it was kind of like really like I mean the first movie it was important that the lead character was white because it was all about mm. her arrogance and how she thinks she can just go into these black communities and she can understand everything and that was a big part mm. of the themes of the first film I did think it was weird at the start of this one when I'm like wait it's another white woman What? what? Surely, surely, <laughs> surely we can do something different with Candyman like in the second one to shake things up uh, but somehow we have all weight main
1: characters again, because I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll be honest. I I think this is a bad movie, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I necessarily like hate it. Sure. Like, like it's not torturous, you know, to watch. Um, I think uh, the two big problems that stand out to me, and you know, I think one you're kind of getting at is um it feels like it's trying to mirror the first movie and it's not really a pun but uh it's trying to like mirror the first movie too much like Mm -hmm. you know to the point where like yeah we open with like a fake out uh you know like death and then uh you know yeah we also have another like privileged white woman as a main character that yeah, is forced to go, like, you know, into these, uh, communities, uh, that she's not used to, and then, <clears throat> you know, like, you even have, like, a child that goes missing in the third act, <laughs> like the first one, Yeah. um, where it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's a little weird that, um, yeah, it, it seems like there's so many parallels, uh, and it's, all, I think it's also kind of weird how it parallels, uh, the Hellra- Hellraiser franchise, too, um, because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, they're both from, uh, uh, clive barker but i think it's interesting like both have really good I-, I would say classic you know standalone first entries and then sequels that are not as good but also like are still kind of like playing off like themes and uh story beats from the first one um when it's clear like the you know uh studio people really just want like you know another slasher franchise <clears throat> like you said uh, candyman does start appearing more in this and you know, similar to how, like, Pinhead starts appearing more in Hellraiser movies, you can tell, like, you mm. know, I, I don't think the, the when you look at the first entries, these aren't set up, you know, to be, like, multiple films, uh, with, like, a slasher character, but it seems like that's what they want with the sequels.
0: Yeah, um, and, th- and this even does one of those, those cardinal sins that a lot of sequels do, where it introduces a MacGuffin that can kill Candyman, it's like, oh, there's this yeah. item, <laughs> this magical item that can kill Candyman, because it's related to his backstory, like, it does that, Yeah. And, that, that that was making me cut because I yeah, Candyman, like you see Candyman on screen within the first five minutes of the movie. Like it happens yeah. super quick. And it's like, oh, in the first movie you don't even see him until at like, the 50 minute
1: mark. Like this is super yeah. quick. Yeah, and it's uh and it's kind of weird because Yeah, I think it is more effective in the first movie when he is yeah, more like this legend or I don't know, force of nature or something, like whatever you want to say, but like um it's kind of hard though because I I, re- I love Tony Todd and I think he does such a good job as the Candyman that like I yeah you know, like I'm, I'm not necessarily mad seeing more of them but yeah it doesn't really feel like that's in the spirit of the first movie at least. It doesn't help as
0: well that I think that the acting quality as a whole has declined since the first movie. There's sure there's yeah. a lot of moments in this where characters would yell something or whenever they have to get emotional and it would be particularly bad, you know, the, the brother, uh, the main character who, <laughs> who is investigating Candyman because his father mysteriously died. And, you know, some months ago and his father was investigating Candyman. He, uh, yeah. like has a lot of like emotional sort of outbursts when he's in the interrogation room talking. Cause they, cause they assume he killed the, uh, the author, the, the, the you know, the, the professor from the first movie who, who dies right at the start. which I don't think it's a spoiler to say it's, it's the opening kill. He's, that's what he's yeah. there for. Um, but he he has a lot of really sort of dodgy acting moments. The cop that's after him is like constantly just being angry cop, man, without any sense <laughs> of reason. The actor, yeah. actually, I recognized because he's like the scientist who is like uh, killed quite early on in Under Siege 2, which actually came out the same year. So this is <laughs> okay. his, his year of fame, I guess. Uh, the only notable casting in this uh, is Veronica Cartwright, who plays the main character's mother. Uh, she, of course, was an okay. alien. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She, she was the woman who's was not Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Right, right. <laughs> yes. uh, but, you know, she, she's here and she's like the alcoholic mother who uh, mm. is just constantly complaining about things uh, yeah. and needs to pour her on a drink. Um, so, yeah, like, it, yeah. it has the, it has the pacing of the first one, but it, it, it doesn't really have the driving force that the first one had. It, it kind of mm. feels like it's just kind of going through the motions so they can get to the next horror scene. Which is yeah. something that a lot of, like, se- slasher sequels kind of end up feeling like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that this movie, unlike, say, Afraid of the 13th or something, like, mm-hmm. it's so obsessed with, like, doing more with the plot and the mystery that it it's, you know, it's, it's that same mm-hmm. sort of thing we talk about with Saw, where it has to just put in so much plot that it's, this it. so, so this has, like, okay, what's the mystery and like, well, you know, what, why is Candyman so interested in me and what's going on and what is he after? What's the purpose? And yada yada. And on top of that, it, it gets kind of grotesque a little bit later on because we actually get like a full flashback of like his mm-hmm. murder, like you know what happened to him, you know when when he was lynched essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. We see the full thing play out, and it kind of just feels a bit gratuitous, like you know we didn't really need to see all of this. Like that's just kind of feels like, hey, yeah. we spoke about this in the first film, so let's just actually show mm-hmm. it this time.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so I don't know. It it, it feels like. It, it, it doesn't really have any of the because the first film feels like this brave new idea and it's doing different things <laughs> and it's got something to say this film like almost by default because it's, it's copying the themes still feels like it's okay it's kind of in this subtext it's still doing these things but it's only yeah. doing it because it's copying the first one but it doesn't oh, actually yeah. <laughs> have the balls to say or do anything new and it feels like <laughs> so, something as simple as let just show the actual full lynching it just kind of feels like a really lazy and cheap way of going. Oh, we need more gore and horror and violence, so let's just show all this yeah. in its glory, uh, you know, for lack of a better term. So, yeah, that, that's kind of where, where yeah. I fall on, fall on it. There's, there's just some weird, nonsensical sort of story beats and just weird things. Like at one point, uh, uh, Annie goes to like a, an expert who mm-hmm. sells like like ice slushies. And but he's got oh, a yeah. secret magic like area behind his little yeah. his little uh, booth, wh- which he
1: has a uh, lots of information about the various things going on. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, the, there's a couple of weird things like that. And then uh, you mentioned it earlier, but I, I feel like the movie does not need a narrator. Like no, I, <laughs> not at all. I did not like this at all. <laughs> and it was like always like a surprise, like when his voice would pop up, like. Because I, I kept kept forgetting that it existed, and then yeah, all of a sudden, like he'll start talking in, like in a scene or something. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this guy again. And, and then, like, like, you do get a brief glimpse of him like at the end, and it's just like, right, do we, do we need to see him? <laughs> like, and it's al- that, like, <laughs> and it's also
0: nonsensical, just gibberish as well. It's it's because it's, it's not like he gives us any valuable information. It's just like, oh, the yeah. definition of of a carnival and like, uh, stay safe out there. New Orleans, you know, he's he's, he's saying very just vague, like,
1: you know, things. He's he's never really contributed anything to the movie. Yeah. Uh, And then I think the other thing we got to talk about is the uh, CGI in this movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god
0: i'll be honest there's a moment towards the end of this movie that may actually be worse than any uh, of the cg that was in hellraiser bloodline <laughs> it may it may actually just genuinely
1: be worse yeah it's uh it's really bad and uh you know and it's kind of a shame because i do think um some of the other like gore effects and some of the kills in the movie i think are pretty good um but yeah, there's just, I, I guess it's only really like two instances of uh, of CGI that comes to mind. No, but One during the, the flashback and one at the end, but they're bad. <laughs> yeah, the one at the end though is
0: like monumental. It's, <laughs> like, who told a 1995 film it could have CG? It's a bad idea, <laughs> right? There's films from 2005 that they, they don't hold up now in CG standards. 1995 doesn't even have a chance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, like, rough, rough stuff. And, you know, hell there's hell Lizard bloodline was be like a year later you know it was around the same time it wasn't like yeah that, that far apart because uh, this is the same year as the power rangers movie and if you ever go back and oh watch that the zords at the end of that look pretty bad <laughs> but, but i mean
1: <coughs> were they cgi i don't even remember yeah yeah the oh, cg okay. oh. yeah the
0: 1995 cg and what's wow. so fun <laughs> what's so funny about it is it actually means that the tv show with the, which has a much lower budget holds up better like you know zord <laughs> fight wise just because it's like guys yeah. in suits as silly as it may be, oh, kind man. of on the surface.
1: Yeah. But um you know that the, so there's I, I think like a lot of negative uh aspects to it and and sure, it's completely unnecessary. Like, yeah, you do not need this movie at all. But um I don't know, weirdly though, I like don't mind it. You know? Like it like I do think it is still watchable and I mean maybe it is you know hanging a lot of uh you know, on goodwill from, like, the first movie and, like, um, you know, I think uh, the music is still really good in this, um, which I, I, yeah, I believe it's still Philip Glass yeah. I think that did the music, so. I mean, it's
0: kind of, it's good, but it's mostly just doing the first movie again, because, I mean, the most memorable yeah. thing still, the, the theme is, like, uh, Okay, I only did my head to do it, uh, <laughs> dun dun, dun 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 dun, dun dun dun, dun dun, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit off, but like yeah, the the main thing yeah. is pretty memorable. But I mean that was in the first movie, so it's just kinda
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah, it's just yeah, still playing off uh yeah, the first movie. So I don't know, it, it's definitely not the worst thing in the world. Uh I, I guess maybe the the best I can kinda give it is that it's like it's okay, but unnecessary. Like Yeah, it's just
0: it's a forced sequel. That doesn't need to exist. Uh, it's not unwatchable. I mean, I, I, I was kind of like feeling the runtime. Like I was like, oh, how, how much have we got left? And I was kind of checking yeah. the time a little bit. Um, and there is fun beats in there, or, or even f- I mean, fun in a bad way though. It's like fun stupid bits. Uh, sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's a rough time, and I think because the subjects that it's trying to deal with are so, you know, so heavy and should be treated with nuance mm-hmm. that. It kind of is this jarring, weird thing that it's just this backdrop for a like a horror movie. And it, yeah. it it does this kind of thing where I felt like because in the first movie it was all about like you know the, like making the main character sort of basically go through his experience, right? And mm-hmm. and in this movie, it feels like it should really like I guess what I'm trying to say is that this movie. It, I was kind of feeling like I, I wanted Candyman to win at a certain point where I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of just on his side here. <laughs>
1: like, like, sure. Uh,
0: that stupid white family just kind of like, you know, like it, it didn't feel right to possibly have any of our characters kind of win and survive. It didn't feel right, uh, yeah. you know, for them That's to fair. win because of the <laughs> injustice that, 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 you know, the Candyman faced. But, yeah. um, you know, unlike the first one, this one actually has kind of a typical happier, like, Oh, we defeated the Evil Spirit ending.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's a bit weird. Uh, all right, I then we'll give a spoiler warning <laughs> so we can talk about stuff and get into it. Uh, cool. So, yes, Phil's spoilers for the movie. I'll thank our Patreon producers, though, before we move on. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, Zammer Jammer, and Now. They're all patrons at the $20 above tier. They're therefore producers. But you can support us for as little as $1 per month uh, over at patreon.com slash TV, and you get a bonus episode every single month for all that one dollar uh, there's a whole back catalogue now of about 17 episodes, so go and check them out five dollar tier, you get to uh, vote once per month and you get early access to all the episodes by a day so yeah, it's worth having a look and see if you're interested in keeping all the content coming and supporters over there, but uh, that is, yeah that is that, so full spoilers for Candyman 2 farewell to the flesh so
1: do yeah I do you like that subtitle
0: that's all right yeah that's not bad uh mm-hmm. so the movie as we say opens with the the author dude uh from the first mm-hmm. movie uh basically saying candy man's name five times into the reflection mm-hmm. on his book because his book's so shiny the covers like, this metallic <laughs> shiny cover yeah uh, and of course like it, it is like a fake scare out with the audience where the hook comes mm-hmm. from behind him here's my question so he's mm-hmm. doing this book tour and he wrote a book about Candyman. Is this mm. really the first time he ever actually said it five times? This is the first time someone said to him, I'll oh, prove that you don't think it's real. Or This is the first time. Yeah. Even the fact that he arranged someone with a hook to like sort of jump out and give them a scare. Like this feels like something you've done at every book signing. So why is this the time mm. that Candyman actually <laughs> came for you? Oh, that's think. a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but because the, uh, the the weird brother from later shows up and, like, sort of says, he's coming for you next, you're going to die, you're going to die, he's number one suspect because mm-hmm. he gets obviously butchered in the bathroom. Yeah.
1: Um, Which, uh, uh, I, I feel like I at a... This scene seems so, so familiar uh, to me. Like, I, yeah, I feel like it really, like, stands out in that to the point where I, I think... I used to maybe confuse it that this was in, like, the the first movie or something. But, mm. uh, yeah, I feel like I, I must have seen this movie, like, first when I was a kid or something.
0: Yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I remembered the opening, I think. I remembered him... Mm. I definitely remember the brother coming up to him in the street and being like, Oh, you're going to be next. You're going to be next. You know? Mm. Um, but then we're introduced to Annie, who goes to see her brother at the police station, and he's like, "Ah," and he's like, "I won't tell you what I was doing or why because I don't want you to know about any of this." Because, because later on, when when she goes back to him later, and she said "Candyman" five times, and so she started to see him, and she started to see things, and she goes back and tells him, and he's like, "Man, this is why I told I didn't tell you about. It. I didn't want you to like you know do it." And I'm like, "Wait a minute," under what circumstance would like if he told her? Not to say mm. Candyman five times in the mirror. Even if she thinks it's silly, she might have listened to him. She might have said, "You well, know, just in case he's right, I won't say it in the mirror." But no, he didn't tell her, so she ended up hearing about it from someone else, and she said it five times,
1: and now Candyman's after her. Like mm. the logic does not track. That's all I'm saying. But like her, um, well, like the whole thing, you know, you kind of learn throughout the movies that like their father was obsessed with this. So yes. did she not know it from him? Like. <laughs>
0: Apparently yeah. she didn't pay as much attention as her brother did because her brother seemed to know all this shit. Yeah. You know, her brother was uh all, all up at it. Um, because that's the thing like he's a suspect and like anyone demand kills, and then she becomes a suspect because more people keep dying. But which again
1: is like um, you know, kind of echoing off the the first movie mm-hmm. and again because yeah, there's like a whole thing where yeah, you think the the main character is like gonna start getting blamed for these murders and stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, so we also meet uh, Annie's husband who is played by the bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop 3 okay that's him he's got a goatee in this though and he's got the (laughs) the thick accent Uh, you
1: know he doesn't yeah he feels like such a minor character like it seems like he's really not around the movie very long nah
0: because very quickly Candyman (laughs) kills him Uh, that's that's the other thing is the movie plays very fast and loose with the rules like Mm-hmm. Candyman just seems to show up and kill anyone that's in the room with her, just to, to prove a point to her. But with anyone yeah. else, if they say the name, like he'll show up and kill them. Like that was
1: kind of weird. He, there's a very, you know, specific like <clears throat> guideline uh, of rules. Like to summon Candyman, yeah, you do have to do this thing. But like, know, Candyman doesn't feel like someone who's governed by rules very much. Because yeah, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he takes his time, uh, you know, coming, and then, uh, you know, sometimes it seems like he, yeah, has to work through someone like, you know, the Annie, uh, and sometimes it seems like, yeah, he can just do whatever he wants. Uh, and uh, it's a little strange.
0: Yeah. As evidently later on when the, eventually the cop gets killed in the, the police station, and for some reason Annie's brother just runs away. And get shot because of course they're going to shoot you if you're running
1: away like yeah like, i don't know uh especially like because they and, and it's dumb because like they have evidence that it's not him because you know when they watch it in the the room like they see him floating and stuff like
0: yeah it's really obvious after the fact yeah. it's really obvious that it wasn't him but uh he gets scared and runs so they shoot him um but yeah you see like the guy floating around and he's got, he literally gets picked up by the hook and all the rest mm-hmm. of it uh but the big thing we need to talk about what the actual big kind of thing so so they go out to her childhood home at one point her and her mm-hmm. husband uh because she's you know wanting to see whatever and mm-hmm. she's like she points out that like that this little hut across in the, the backyard was where the slaves lived because uh, this house mm-hmm. once belonged to you know people who had slaves and mm-hmm. it's like okay and as soon as she said that i'm like oh gee i wonder how this connects <laughs> to Candyman's past. I, like, yeah. mm-hmm. cl- I have to assume that, like, his father... Because we know his father was a slave. Like, this is probably, you know, where this came from. It goes even further with that, actually, later on. We find out that the the woman that Candyman was with, you know, the, the reason why he was he was hunted and killed, uh, is actually her uh, ancestor. And mm-hmm. that she was pregnant when he was killed. And she herself, Annie herself, is a descendant of Candyman, um... Mm-hmm which is an interesting place to take it i did not expect it uh yeah. you have this thing where her mother the drunken mother actually kind of knows this and is just trying to cover it up and hide it mm-hmm. um which is a- an interesting like tactic. I mean, I-, I think if i'm going to give this movie any credit is that the first movie is clearly about kind of like this person who has privilege who basically doesn't realize how bad it is for others and kind of investigates it and sort of discovers it and then ultimately experiences it, right? The second movie, I suppose you're saying, is maybe a bit more veered towards the idea of, like, white families trying to hide their past and try to bury, like, what yeah. their families have done and, and so on and so on. Uh, I don't think it was a good job of it, but, I mean, at least <laughs> that's what it's, it's kind of trying to hit at, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting idea, but... Yeah, it definitely doesn't really, like, do anything good with
0: it. That's what I meant earlier when I said that (laughs) it kind of tries to, like, justify why it's got white main characters again, is that, you know, that's kind of the perspective it's taken by the end, is that it's about this family hiding its past. I'm like, okay, so there's actually, like, a valid point there to be made. Um, it does kind of feel like though for a Candyman sequel, it'd be like, okay. Maybe it's time to actually shift gears a little bit. And since it's such a you know, it's, it's so obli- about black people, maybe sh- there should be a black main character. This should- and obviously, yeah. the new movie is doing that. The new movie is about that. Like you know, the trailer shows that clearly. Uh, I have no idea, but idea about three. Is three get a white main character?
1: I don't even remember like anything about <laughs> <Yeah, fair enough. laughs> it. I I just remember. Uh... Not liking it. <laughs> yes,
0: I mean, yes. I mean, obviously, be, there's many a reason why the third one will be terrible. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the big thing. Like, like Annie's investigating. She goes to this guy that her dad went to to like get intel because it turns out the mirror that belonged to her ancestor that was used to like you know help him paint her because that was the whole thing. Is it was it was hired to paint her and they fell in love. Uh, and of course, when it, she eventually like, encounters Candyman later in the film, and we get this extended flashback showing the entire lynching and like them cutting off his hand, uh, covering him in honey so the bees would come and like
1: sting him. Uh, and then that's how he gets a name. Like A, a kid tastes some of the honey and says, Candyman, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but all right. <laughs>
0: yes, and then he actually says it. It's his last words as he's dying. As well, he, he says it as he's dying. Can't, he's like, yeah.
1: And I, I think that. he's like looking in the mirror as he says yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So it's a pretty. I don't know. It's a pretty weird sub sort of scene. Um, and then, oh boy,
1: when those bees come. Oh yeah, the CG.
0: I mean, <laughs> they're actually topped a couple. You know, not even ten minutes later, they're topped. But yeah, yeah, they look bad. <laughs> they look very bad. Uh, it's, it's a rough take because oh, yeah. one and of. The, our, One of Annie's kids goes missing, as you said earlier, Um, Mm. and her father's actually uh, a priest, a reverend um, Mm. in the black community, and, you know, they all kind of treat her a bit weird because she's not really supposed to be there. She sticks out out a place, but goes to speak to this reverend about her son, or about his son, rather, and about what's going on, and, um,
1: you know, there's, yeah. And I forget, is he, like, trying to be reborn or something? Candyman? Yeah, like, was that the whole point of it? Uh, like, why did he kidnap the kid? Well, no, he
0: didn't kidnap the kid. That no. was the whole thing, right? The kid just ran away because he's just he's just hiding in the house at the oh, end because right, right. he's scared. Yeah. Uh, He never actually okay. kidnaps a kid. In well, I mean, he... uh, the second movie, that is. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah, okay. Uh. And then... Is the I, I thought he mentioned something about being reborn? I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was the the child and Annie. Well, yeah, because <laughs> we find was...
0: it, we find out that Annie's also pregnant uh, oh, yeah. from from her husband before he died. So
1: yeah, this I, is I think... like a. It, it, it's not, like, I, I don't want to sound like the, the plot is necessarily hard to follow, but it is, like, kind of convoluted. There's, like, a lot going oh, on.
0: it's definitely convoluted. There's, there's no question. Because <laughs> there's, there's entire portions that we're kind of glossing over where she's kind of on the run from the police, and she's kind of sneaking yeah. in the back doors of places <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of elements like that that just feel kind of, like, I don't know. They're, they're here to give the movie plot. She eventually yeah. confronts her mother about everything, and her mother just, like yells and shut you know doesn't want to talk about it the whole thing and of course you know she meets her demise but yeah i mean i, I can't get over the cg you know like because the mirror is there the mirrors like you know in the basically this the slave's hut that you know that's where the final they, confrontation takes place
1: yeah there's a lot going on but then like uh yeah you you kind of forget uh part of the movie is like a quest for this mirror because yeah apparently the mirror <laughs> can kill candyman yes And when it does
0: get smashed eventually, which it happens, by the way, because the whole place is flooding. There's like a storm going on. The whole Mm -hmm. place is flooding. But when she eventually smashes the mirror, Candyman like cracks and then like shatters like glass and oh boy, the CG. It's so bad. I can't even begin to describe how bad the CG (laughs)
1: looked.
0: It it was something else. And this is the thing. So so a bunch of her school kids, right? Her class Mm -hmm. like show up to like save her. And what's so weird about this is that I don't think they make this a big enough element in the movie to really, like, be like, yeah, the kids are here to save her. Like, it felt kind of mm-hmm. just weird and tacked on. As did the scene in the middle of the movie where two of the kids go to her, her mother's apartment to talk to her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, why do they know where her mother lives? Never mind where she lives. And how mm-hmm. weird it is for two kids from your, your your middle school class come to see you at home. <laughs> I don't know. All of it just is weird. Yeah.
1: All of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like... It, it it doesn't feel like it's like how long was it it was like 90 something minutes it's like 95 it was like five minutes too uh, long <laughs> yeah because it, it feels like there's definitely some padding there that you could take out like even 90 minutes like yeah it probably could have been like an 85 minute movie
0: <laughs> yeah i i think so too it's obviously toy todd's very good because toy todd's still tony todd but everyone else yeah, is kind of the, the caliber of acting definitely dropped down for some for more than others for sure yeah uh the brother especially was really quite comically bad at points yeah uh, which is which is a shame you know it's just uh that's what it is i yeah i so so she, she smashes <laughs> the mirror and she actually you know, the movie ends with her like walking with the kid that disappeared before because uh, cause this kid keeps having visions. He draws Candyman a lot. He, there's a lot of drawings. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, it seems to be something that he inspires in people anyway, cause, like, because there's, there's, like, paintings in the in the, the house now of him. And that was the same in the first movie. You know, in the abandoned apartments, there was, like, big murals of Candyman. It almost feels like he... Just some people get this, like, connection to him, and they sense him, and they, they have to, like, get it out in their artwork or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's a thing. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, don't forget the... We have, like, a little... Oh, epilogue, know, uh, there's an epilogue, epilogue, you're right. I guess, yeah, yes. with uh, her child.
0: <laughs> Which is like six years later, because the, the kid's like five or six, so this is like, you yeah. know, <laughs> years later, the kid's in bed, and she's getting told a bedtime story, and, you know, she eventually asks about something, and she's like, oh, when you're older, I'll tell you that story, you know, like I can't tell you about all that stuff right now, and... For, for no reason whatsoever when she leaves the room the kid just looks into her like her, her, uh, yeah. like I think it's like a spinning like thing above her bed like yeah. the, the glass the, the reflection. Mobile thing yeah. or whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe she's not fair maybe she's about like three or four but I mean the point is it's still years later she's talking. It's... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she starts saying Candyman and I'm like why does she even know that word? And why does she know to say it in the mirror? Like, her mother, Chloe, doesn't want to tell her about any of this stuff yet because she's too young. So why would yeah. she even think of saying Candyman? Like, maybe it's implying that, like, he is kind of, like, in there. Like, he's kind, his, his essence is passed on down through yeah. the generations. I don't know. But uh, it does this thing where she, she says it four times and then she's about to say it the fifth time and then the mum comes in and, like, shuts her up. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh so it doesn't do that dark like ending where things are really bad it does the almost really bad and
1: it's like nah, 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 nah. yeah nah, nah. it's like so cheesy though because it's like you know you might as well have a like you know wah wah sound effect or something like to it like it's uh <laughs> it didn't necessarily work for me but I-, I i thought the same thing uh that you did though like i was like how does it know <laughs> that like what Candyman is How does it know? (laughs) That is the child. (laughs) The child. It. (laughs) Um,
0: No, I... I, It's a really... Yeah, the ending's kind of this whimper. The the whole thing just feels really undercooked and convoluted. And it it, it really does feel like a mid-90s horror sequel. It really has that feeling the whole time.
1: Yeah, I mean... Like... I I feel like I probably would have been like more fine if they just wanted to do like a typical you know like let's just make it like a slasher movie or whatever and people say the name and he comes up and kills them like you know it's not really the essence of the first movie but probably would have been better and instead of like trying to jam so much like unnecessary backstory and origin and stuff and then like Yeah, like you said, just having, like, you know, this random item that all of a sudden, you know, it's his weakness that we never knew about in the, like, first movie. Um, Yeah, a lot of that stuff just feels like typical sequel tropes that you really don't need and usually aren't handled well. I think that's the weird kind
0: of paradox with this is that because of the character that was created in the first movie, going into the backstory means we're dealing with slavery. We're talking about this, you know, really very real thing that should be treated with with care and talked about with a a mature voice right but yeah. <laughs> it's only doing that because of what was set up in the first movie in reality it's what you just said it's just a as a, a, a generic 90s sequel that is trying to farm out content by adding more to the origin it just so happens that the origin has to be tied to this you know very serious topic yeah. and it doesn't really feel like it's i mean i wouldn't necessarily say it does anything super like Offensive of that, but it doesn't do anything to actually like use it in a proper way.
1: It, it just feels like schlock It doesn't feel like it's yeah. doing anything good with it. I mean, it, it is pretty jarring and and I don't know if like I mean, yeah, this isn't the movie to do it, but I mean maybe like sometimes you can understand um, Having these extreme scenes because it is important to remember like you know these horrible crimes uh from the past oh sure but yeah like this is in the movie to handle that and then like um you know we didn't mention it but like they're also like sawing off his hand uh which you know because obviously has like a a hook for a hand but uh yeah Yeah. that's like a pretty brutal (laughs) like part of it yeah i mean from a gore perspective it's
0: actually a really cool shot but it's you know the, the context that makes it a bit you know like (laughs) because the problem is with horror movies typically want to be enjoying the violence we want to enjoy the gore and the splatter and that stuff and it's really hard to we can't we can't really take that enjoyment out of this because it's this is a black man being (laughs) lynched like it's it's, you know
1: (laughs) it's yeah
0: (laughs) so it it puts you in this really weird place and the movie doesn't have the nuance or the care or the the deft hand to handle any of that so yeah it's, it's you know it's in a rough place it's in a rough place with that those those elements um but like like we said though it's it's, it's very just that the idea of like trying to add more into the origin and giving them this McGuffin that can destroy him we're, we're almost we're getting into Freddy Krueger territory now where <laughs> like I don't I don't know what the third movie is but there has to I mean this movie ends with them being defeated so he's mm-hmm. got he's gone so the the third movie is going to have to somehow retcon away from him to come back and have maybe a mm-hmm. new McGuffin so they've got a chance of winning at the end which is the same problem that yeah. Freddy Krueger had after a couple of sequels it's like okay we have to keep having a new way to defeat him at the end because we've already used another way uh which is why you should just stop watching it at three unless you i mean four's fun to watch but three is the end of the real story and i, I you know that's that's kind of where i stand with, with freddy <laughs>
1: all right well i don't share that stance but i, I get what you mean <laughs>
0: that's that's the official screams after my next yeah. stance.
1: no
0: <laughs> no says says,
1: it you can stop after five that's fine and then go back to new nightmare <laughs> don't watch five
0: Five's good. Five, like five, five. sucks. No, 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 it doesn't. No, no, no. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a rough sequel. I, I guess we're pretty much done. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add.
1: <sighs> Ed,
0: not really. Um, oh, actually, there I, is one what, what I want to add, because that, that's actually made me laugh. So when she goes to see the, the shaman or whatever he is, who's got information, and he sells the... Uh, mm-hmm the not the ice cream cones but the the, the snowballs the, the the just the frozen ice flavored mm-hmm. shit uh yeah it's the frozen you know what i mean the crushed ice is yeah. what i meant to say the crushed yeah. ice uh, Shave,
1: shaved ice i think they call
0: called shaved ice there you go uh so first of all he's got a really good introduction where that this woman's like licking his arm uh yeah <laughs> odd. Uh, but basically his death so candy man shows up in the scene after she's gotten some information and the guy gets stung in the face with bees so he's got this like really deformed like blistered face right Mm -hmm. um the cops like sort of been uh tailing her and been watching annie because he suspects something so the cop Mm -hmm. when he tries to come in when he suspects something's happening uh the guy who just got killed like gets thrown through the wall and something about like him just coming out the wall and his like like (laughs) fully stung like head was just sticking out the wall like it was just really made me laugh it was a really (laughs) over the top (laughs) moment i don't know (coughs) So i want to mention that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it, 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 it might be like a little more notable if it had more like over the top stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't make it like a prestigious movie or something, but at least maybe it could be, you know, a fun schlocky sequel that you kind of talk about or, or have some fondness for instead of like, yeah, trying to almost have it both ways where like, yeah, you're still trying to be like, a little bit more serious, meaningful horror movie, but, you know, you're introducing just a lot of tropes and, like, some schlocky stuff, and, that yeah, it doesn't really have the skill or content to kind of back it up, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I guess we're going to read it then. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not a a great
1: sequel. Uh, What are you giving it, Tim? Maybe, like, a... a I think a 4.5 is good uh yeah you know, cuz it's just below maybe like being like okay and it's uh but you know again it's not like terrible like it's still watchable um I have a little bit of nostalgia for it and you know it is and again Tony Todd is still great so it's still good to uh you know see him uh in there so there's enough there that I think it's like you know, it, decent enough, but yeah, you can't really go much higher. Yeah, yeah,
0: i brought it just a straightforward. I think it's yeah, like you say it's not the worst thing ever. It's this if relatively watchable, but uh I feel like it does have bad ninety sequel written all over it, and it feels that oh, way the sure. entire time. Uh, yeah. combine that with some of the other problems. Combine it with you know, uh, bad effects you know, just, you know, yeah. pointless narration. <laughs> There's just lots of choices that have been made in this to just make it feel really odd and not in a fun mm-hmm. way, not in a unique way, not in a like a an artistic way, just in a, oh these were just the choices that were made because
1: they didn't know what else to do. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, at least if it was like really bad or wacky, at least you could watch it as like a fun bad movie or something, but yeah, it's not really that, like it's not um, like I guess you can get some like enjoyment watching with friends, especially if you like you know franchise movies and stuff. But um, yeah, it's not the like a great example of that type of movie. Yep. Uh, so that
0: is that is Candyman Farewell to the Flash. Uh, if you made it to this part of the review on YouTube, please do go into the comments and leave the word candy. <laughs> i know that's really uninspired but you know what nothing else is popped to mind. uh you can of course uh like and subscribe those help a lot liking is really important on youtube lets youtube know that you're worth sharing out so please do so uh it helps us out uh we mentioned patreon earlier though for financial support for uh, patreon.com slash TV. really useful really good way to support us and get some bonus content and uh, get us on twitter at streams midnight and of course our tim's pose which i almost forgot mm. uh we've got a three two one say pause so here we go three two one (laughs) pause solid solid (laughs) Timmy. uh so thank you once again for watching or listening uh we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time